0: Hey there, hi there, ho there, and welcome to episode 14 of Random Song Encounters. I'm your host, Gene Vincent, coming to you from the SoCal Desert studio enclave. (laughs) Uh, Well, uh, happy uh, November, everyone. November 1, hope you uh, survived Halloween yesterday without too much damage to yourself or others Um, laid low here had a little birthday celebration and uh, for a family member and we're back at it we're into the holiday season officially now 54 days of Christmas shopping left so better get to it Uh, let's uh, we've got some we're going to call this one Trick or, Treat, Trick or Treat. We've got some tricks and some treats in store for you in the segments today. Hope you enjoy them on both ends of the spectrum. And uh, let's just get right to it, and we'll um, catch you on the backside of second one, starting off with some Creedence Clearwater Revival.
1: a chance of missing
0: And there we have segment one for you. <clears throat> Excuse me. Uh, let's go back to the beginning. We start off with a little tune tied to um, somewhat to uh, Halloween. Uh, threw that in there, uh, kind of a cel- as a celebration uh, insertion. Uh, Bad Moon Rising, Cle- Creedence Clearwater Revival out of San Francisco from their 1969 LP Green River, which was their third LP. The crazy thing about uh, Credence in in 1969 is that they re- they actually released three LPs alone in in 1969, which is just crazy. Uh, you don't ever see that uh, these days in the music business. It's always, you know, how many years uh, between album releases, uh, unless there's an EP or a single in the, in the interim. But uh, they made a decision early on that they were this band was going to be all business they were going to lay off the drugs and the alcohol uh, that they were seeing uh, used by a lot of the other psychedelic san francisco bands they went to a concert at the fillmore in san francisco and saw uh, some of the psychedelic bands and they were all you know stoned or drunk or whatever and playing these long drawn out uh, solos and they were just you know, out of tune and just, you know, it, it just wasn't good music. And then they, at that point in time during that show, they decided they were going to do just the opposite and, and put out good music to the point and uh, all business. And it worked out well, a great formula uh, until the band broke up. John Fogarty went on his own as a, as a solo artist. Uh, John actually wrote this song. While watching the film, after watching the film, The Devil and Daniel Webster, which is an old time movie uh, that talks about or the, that references uh, crops that were destroyed on several different farms. But one was spared uh, because the main character made a deal with the devil uh, for wealth uh, against his soul. And uh, so that's where the, the, uh, the topic came from for the song. Second song we heard was "The Stake" by Steve Miller Band, also out of SF uh, from their 1977 album "Book of Dreams." Their his tenth LP in 1977. Um, S- Steve Miller Band and Steve Miller, I mean, had where they were huge in the '60s through the '80s. Uh, huge number of hits. So, and tons of them are staples in the rock and roll or classic rock and roll. Uh, I mean, albums like. The joker fly like an eagle book of dreams circle of love abracadabra we're all just boom 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 hit after hit after hit album and and uh, and singles as well so uh, uh picked this one out rather than playing one of the you know one that you've heard 50 gazillion times uh, it's a good tune next we heard something a little more obscure obscure uh the jim carroll band out in nyc uh, and their song it's too late uh, off their 1980 LP, Catholic Boy, which was their debut, debut LP. Um, <clears throat> Jim Carroll is also, and maybe more famously, known as the author of uh, The Basketball Diaries, which eventually was made into a movie uh, starring Le- Leonardo DiCaprio, DiCaprio uh, about uh, high school. Uh, J- actually, Jim Carroll was kind of a self uh, Self uh, look into his years in high school and the good and bad that came of it. Uh, in the music world, uh, he's more famously known, most famously known f- uh, probably for the song People Who Died, uh, which was a song about a lot uh, that referenced people who he knew in his life that had died and what happened to him. Uh, he was first and foremost known as a, as a poet in New York City, became famous as that, and he actually ended up working andy warhol in the 70s uh, he came out to the came out to southern california uh, was hanging out with patty smith she was going to do a show in i think san diego and the opening act bailed on her uh, so she asked jim carroll if he'd go out and be your opening act and do some you know uh, uh, poetry reading he did that he got a huge rush he decided hey i can do this music thing so he got a band together started his own deal, and uh, the rest is history. He actually uh, got a recording contract uh, with the support of uh, Keith Richards from the Rolling Stones. So, you know, interesting story. After that, another little obscure band called Kings of Convenience out of Norway and their song I'd Rather Dance With You off their 2004 album Riot on an Empty Street, which was their second LP, there's two guys that had played in bands together since they were like sixteen years old in Norway, and they finally decided they knew what they wanted to do and and split off and formed their own duo uh in the nineteen nineties or late nineteen nineties uh They like to focus on subtle melodies and messages, which this song is a great example of uh you know I'd rather dance with you than talk to you so uh really great song, but uh yeah pretty obscure. Um, They're still out there making music, but uh, haven't had a whole lot of uh, uh, sales success, but uh, a lot of critical success. And lastly in this segment, we heard the crying scene by Aztec Camera, a Scottish band, from their 1990 album Stray, which was their fourth LP. Aztec Camera, the name comes from uh, uh, really it was just something they made up. Uh, They were going around. in the UK, wearing all these wild, crazy paisley and red shoes and massive trousers and big overcoats, and and bands at that time that they were listening to had crazy weird names like the Thirteenth Floor Elevators, and all a bunch of ridiculous, you know, crap or whatever. So they just sat around. And they came up with a as a ridiculous name as they could come up with, and Aztec Camera was was it, and it stuck. Um, the front man of the band, Roddy Frame, is is the guitarist, vocalist, and, and does the bulk of the songwriting. Uh, he got a record he got uh, a record deal at the age of 16, uh, and on this particular album, he gets some collaborative help from Mick Jones of the Clash and Big no- Big Audio Dynamite, uh, spe- specifically on one song. And uh, Mick actually toured with the band uh, to support the album which is kind of a big deal if you can get Big Jones to uh, you know, tour with your band and he, he enjoys the band that much. So uh, there you go. Segment one, done deal. Let's move on to segment two and another little trick-or-treat from the man himself, Alice Cooper.
1: You Welcome to
2: my nightmare. Welcome to my Sick of the Joy
0: There you have it, segment two. Uh, we'll start from the end there. That's this one of the songs that you you just want to play loud. It always sounds better the louder you play it. Uh, that was Wolf Alice out of the U.K. Uh, their song, Moaning Lisa Smile, off their 2015 album, My Love Is Cool, which was their debut studio, studio album, at least the U.S. edition. Uh, the U.K. edition of the album that came out first uh, doesn't include this song, but the, they threw it into the U- U.S. edition. Uh, their name or group name, Wolf Alice, comes from a, a short story story that's included in a book of short stories by the author Angela Carter. Uh, it's a mixture of uh, the short story has to do like, a Little Red R- Riding Hood and, and uh, Alice in Wonderland kind of a mix uh, to it. But uh, like well, I say, that's where they got the name from uh, for the band. They were formed in twenty ten originally as a uh, acoustic duo you know singer songwriter folk music but uh it became apparent pretty quickly to them that they have actually wanted to incorporate some electrical elements and uh put out some good rock music, which this song is 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 really good uh, The song originally came out in their two thousand and fourteen e p creature songs, but like i say uh they decided to include it in their debut studio as well. Prior to that, we went back to 1993 and Nick Hayward from the UK as well and his song Kite from his album From Monday to Sunday, which was his fourth solo LP. Uh, you may know Nick Hayward either by the name or, uh, or by his, uh, the sound of his voice as the original frontman for the 80s band, Haircut 100. They had a, a huge hit in the eighties uh love plus one um, the band uh, grew apart and they uh separated or at least uh Nick left in after one album uh and decided to continue as a solo artist um, hasn't put out any new new music uh since two thousand and six he's teased a new album since uh in a, about five years ago but uh haven't seen it out yet but uh Look forward to hearing that. This particular album, From Monday to Sunday, is a, is a really good album. If uh, if you like the Nick Hayward sound, uh, it's got some good tracks on it. Check it out. Prior to that, we had another one of those obscure bands out of the UK called The Monochrome Set, and their song, He's Frank, um, you know, kind of gets you, it's another one of those songs we talked about a few episodes ago with um, Lather by the Jefferson Airplane, where they, they, uh, uh, talked about you know someone growing up and uh didn't want to grow up in this case it's it's a similar deal where uh you know he's growing up and they're talking about who's going to help him keep from growing up and they said not me uh, but in any case uh the monochrome uh, set have been around and are still around putting out music uh, as recent as 2022 they were a really uh influential band to other groups in in the uk uh the this Morrissey and Johnny Marr of the Smiths went so far as to say that uh, without the Monochrome Set uh, and their influence, there would have been no Smiths uh, at all. They would have never gotten together. Uh, that's you know, Monochrome Set had that big of an influence on them uh, from the time they formed in 1978. Uh, they, like I said, they've they've had some critical success here and there, but uh, hasn't transmitted into record sales. But they're still out there making music. Prior to that, we heard uh, "Shaken All Over" from Chad Allen and the Expressions, back from 1965. Uh, same album title, "Shaken All Over." It was their debut album. Uh, this is a really crazy story about about the band name and and what became of it. They are they later changed the name to the Guess Who, who everybody knows from, you know, the uh, 60s and 70s. Uh, tons of hits. But they started out as Chad Allen and the Expressions. Uh, obviously, Chad Allen was the leader of the group. Uh, the group also included, at that time, uh, Randy Bachman from Bachman Turner Overdrive, Overdrive fame, and then Burton Cummings, who ended up being the uh, the frontman of the band, uh, joined a little later. Uh, uh, the originally, this particular song was originally performed by a group called Johnny Kidd and the Pirates in 1960. So, Chad Allen and the Expressions took it, uh, did a remake in 64 uh, and put it out with a little more hard edge, uh, actually a better track if you listen to the two. Um, the record label decided to credit the song uh, as th- and the artist on the song as the guess who uh, as kind of uh, to disguise where the band was from uh, and suggest that it was possibly, a British invasion band instead of a band from Canada as they really were. Uh, and so everybody was, you know, calling them the Guess Who and there was a question mark after it and they were trying to figure that out. But even after they figured out the band, the band, that it was Chad Allen, the Expressions, DJs continued to call or refer to them as the Guess Who and they uh, ended up deciding to uh, change their name to the Guess Who permanently. Uh, this album even references both bands. It says... Shaken all over. Chad Allen the expressions and guess who? Question mark. They, they later dropped the guess who. Before that, we heard Kings of Leon out of Nashville and their song "Red Morning Light" from their 2003 um, debut LP, *Youth and Young Manhood*. Uh, this group is is all family. It's uh, there's three brothers and a cousin, all Fallowill brothers and cousins. Um, the song and the album itself is is from their like say their debut album which uh, at that time they were playing more garage blues influenced music uh, later on when they they uh, got a little more recognition and they they wanted to try and pull in some some more fans they went to a more pop rock type of uh, uh, delivery uh, not as much to my t- t- taste i I, re- I like their Older music more than the new, but hey, worked for them. Uh, fame and fortune is worth something. Uh, the band name in itself uh, is taken is named for their grandfather Leon, uh, so Kings of Leon. And to start off the set, uh, we heard King of Shock Rock himself, Alice Cooper, out of Phoenix, Arizona, and his tune "Welcome to My Nightmare." This is a short single version. There's a longer version, which is like six and a half minutes, but. Uh, uh, it's off his 1975 album of the same name and his eighth LP, the first as a debut solo artist, uh, right in, after the band Alice Cooper broke up in 1974. This is a concept album that follows the journey of, of different nightmares by a boy named Stephen. And, um, of course, uh, Alice Cooper didn't have a backup band since the band broke up. So uh, they brought in and were able to use uh, Lou Reed's live band, or or most of Lou Reed's live band, with another uh, great bass player, Tony Levin, who also joined in. And uh, they served as the band uh, on this particular album. So there you have it. That's segment two. Uh, We're going to head right into segment three and the third of our trick-or-treat songs from uh, another oldie but goodie, Cliff Richard.
1: Be my pillow, take my head and let me sleep.
3: Kiki, she was all like, eh, and I'm like, whatever. Whatever. Then this chick comes up to me and she's all like, hey, aren't you that dude? And I'm like, yeah, whatever. So later, I'm I'm at the pool hall and this girl comes up and she's all like, and I'm like, yeah, whatever. 3 a.m. I'm on the corner wearing my leather. This dude comes up and he's like, hey, punk. I'm like, yeah, whatever. Then I'm throwing dice in the alley. Officer Leroy comes up and he's like, hey, I thought I told you. And I'm like, yeah, whatever. Then up comes Zaffo. I'm like, yo, Zaffo, what's up? He's like, I'm like, that's cool.
1: Cause this is my United. The
0: There you have it, segment three, in the books, whatever. Uh, let's go back to the beginning for this one. Uh, we started off with our third of three trick-or-treat Halloween-related tunes, a little pop rock for you from Cliff Richard out of the U.K., and his song Devil Woman off the ni- his 1976 album I'm Nearly Famous, which is kind of a, you know, uh, Oddball take since it was uh, his 18th LP. Uh, this guy was huge, dominated the UK charts in the 50s and 60s, uh, and then had a little hard luck. Uh, but the, I mean, I don't know how many of you've heard of Cliff Richard. I I've heard of him, but you know, I didn't follow him uh, that strongly. But he is in the history of UK singles, he's the third largest selling artist after the Beatles and Elvis in the UK for singles, which is, you know, quite a feat. Uh, like I say, the guy was dominant in the fifties and sixties. Then he, he had some, you know, uh, a slow period from 1970 to 75, and then came up with this album, 76, I'm nearly famous and got back up there and, uh, you know, rekindled the fire and, uh, you know, went on from there. Uh, His name, Cliff Richard, is not his real name. Uh, He chose that name uh, 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 using Cliff as, like, the face of a cliff, suggesting a rock, and then Richard after his uh, musical hero, Little Richard. So there you have it, um, Cliff Richard. Second song we heard was Darkness, Darkness by the Youngbloods, off their 1969 album *Elephant Mountain*, which was their third LP, uh, it was produced by some of you know Charlie Daniels, uh, music uh, country music artist. Uh, Devil went down to Georgia. Fame. Uh, this, this was the first couple songs we got a little fuzzy at the fuzz guitar out uh, at the end of this one, and then uh, into the next tune. Uh, this band is uh, really uh, became a. Band that was moderate, uh, that was kind of a Jesse Collin Young uh, side project uh, in between his his uh, solo work. Uh, he was a before that he is a moderately successful folk singer and put out uh, a couple of LPs to some success. Uh, and uh, in 1965, he came, uh, started performing as a duo uh, with this uh, former blue gra- not bluegrass musician jerry corbett who then left the band before this album was put out Uh, so jesse holland young became the primary songwriter singer uh, of the group Uh, their last album was in 2001 and or his last solo album after this band broke up in 72 he went back on as a solo artist and continued to record until 2001 performed his last uh performance live in 2012 due to some illness but uh, uh, this uh, particular song I like is like it it crescendo starts off as a ballad and has the big rock fuzz crescendo at the end. Uh, so, great tune. Third song we heard, uh, also in the fuzz w- fuzzy guitar world, uh, was Girl Like Me by Lady Hawk out of New Zealand. Her 2012 album, Anxiety, uh, which was her second LP. Uh, she took her name lady hawk from uh, the 1985 film of the same name um she wanted to do this particular album she wanted to put out a um more of a rock album than her what her original uh, debut album was uh, she was desperate to make a a big guitar record and that's just what she did with this particular album all the way through uh, the strange thing uh she almost uh died when she was younger. She had this weird uh, disease uh, that's more common to seagulls and sharks. It rarely infects humans, but she, she con- uh, contracted it, was in a coma for a long period of time, and then came out of it, and lo and behold, she's a leader of a rock band. After that, we went back to 1984 and the Psychedelic Furs, big 80s band uh, with their song Alice's House, from uh, their album Mirror Moves, which was their fourth LP, uh, the band is, has been primarily uh, a brother deal with Richard and Tim Butler, along with John Ashton. Uh, they've had other other members who rotated in and out. Uh, they they as part of their name, Psychedelic Furs. They decided to use psychedelic as a reference to dis- disassociate themselves with uh, from punk bands at the time, because uh, they just you know punk bands. Didn't like 60s music and and the Furs were into 60s uh, rock garage music, uh, so they wanted just to uh, to kind of make more of a reference to what they were into in their uh, band name. <coughs> Excuse me, they kind of took a hey hi- a hiatus in the 90s, but they're back in the 2000s. Uh, they've got some new music. They're touring. I think they're uh, actually on tour right now. If they or they maybe just finished a tour, but uh, they're out and about touring around. Catch them if you can. Uh, uh, a lot of great tunes from the Psychedelic Furs. And last but not least, we heard United States of Whatever by Liam Lynch. It's a great fun song, uh, especially to close this thing out, off his 2003 album Fake Songs, which was his third LP. Uh, he's another one of these artists who's multi-talented. He's uh, more uh, known for uh, the creator of the MTV puppet series, uh, Syphil and Ollie. Uh, back in the late 90s and After that he directed tons and tons and tons of music videos for a multitude of, of rock acts most recently I think uh, just this year he did a music video for uh, Queens of the Stone Age uh, This particular song Holds the Guinness record as the shortest song within fall in the top ten of the UK singles short uh, chart It only runs about two minutes and five seconds so, Guinness record right there. Uh, it was first featured in season one of the Syphil and Ollie show. Uh, the songs from this particular album are all parodies, or most of them are parodies of specific artists, um, as the title suggests, fake songs. Uh, he actually got some collaborative help on this particular album, Ringo Starr, when the Beatles played a couple of tracks on the drums, and Jack Black uh, joined in, um, provided some vocals. Uh, uh, Liam Lynch is a big... Fan of Jack, ba- Jack Black's band Tenacious D, so they know each other very well. This song uh, actually came about uh, as a as a hit, at least in the, on the West Coast in SoCal. Uh, it got kicked around and ended up on K-rock uh, as it was distributed by a, a fan. Ripped a, a version of the song and burned it onto a CDR disc, as was happening back in those days, and. Uh, got it to K-Rock and they started playing it and uh, you know became popular so they uh, they kept it up there you have it that's uh, segment three and that's our show so let's close it out all right Just like COVID, we gave you another new musical variant this week. Thanks again for checking us out and hope you enjoyed episode 14, Trick or Treat. The tricks and the treats and uh, everything in between. We will be back at you again next Wednesday for another trip through Random, the Random Fantastic. And until then, continue to share the good stuff. And whatever, toodles.